This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. Sneaky Plays fans, we know you're excited about the upcoming NFL season. We are too. And that's why we decided to partner up with Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. This is awesome because we love having security. For each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice picks, your security, to protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and an under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct. For example, will Tom Brady throw for over or under 250 yards? The less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. This is awesome. We're super excited for it. We want to let you know that you sign up using Thrive Fantasy, Use our promo code SNEAKY, that's S-N-E-A-K-Y, and you will receive a $10 bonus. So you make a deposit of $10, you get $10 back for a free bonus. Exciting stuff. We are super excited for Thrive Fantasy, and enjoy your NFL season. Alrighty then, everybody. Welcome back to another season of the Sneaky Plays podcast presented by JokerMag.com. We are back. It is myself, Chris Morris, joined by my counterpart, Dom Fierro, this week. Dom, how are we doing? Oh, we're doing good. Big game week coming up. Ready to go to war with Chicago. Cannot wait. Go Pack Go. So, so this week, uh, we're back with Week one DraftKings special with sneaky plays as we gave you all last year. Uh, we won you a lot of money last year, the listeners. So we're back again. You know, we're without Tino today. A little technical difficulties on his part. Uh, that Virginia Wi-Fi is uh, something else. But yeah, it sounds like it's a little sketchy down there. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but hope hope he but figures it be out back, soon. Uh, nonetheless, you know, probably next week, hopefully. But we're going to start off with the quarterbacks this week. Uh, so, Morris, let's hear your quarterbacks for DraftKings week one of the NFL season. All right, well, my guy, my number one player of the week, uh, it's got to be Russell Wilson. We'll see defense on the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to be one of the worst teams in football this year. Uh, Wilson opening up that game at home in Seattle, too, uh, where it's comfortable, where he's been historically better. Um and yeah, I just I just don't think Cincinnati's very good. Uh, the one concern could be that Seattle really doesn't have any proven receivers outside of Tyler. Wilson's always been able to make something out of nothing, uh, no matter who his receivers are. You know, even going back to the Super Bowl days, even when they had, you know, they had the great defense, but Wilson still made big play after big play, throwing at guys like, you know, Jermaine Curse and uh, um, Ricardo Lockett and Scrubs off the street that we never heard of. So. I wouldn't worry too much about that, especially this week um, going up against the lousy Cincinnati defense. Um, I think Russell's prime for, for a big game. Um, and my number two, uh, I like Carson Wentz. 
Um, I know you like him too, Dom, going up against uh, a lousy Redskins defense this year. Um, there's, there's some players on that defense, particularly the D-line, um, but as long as the Eagles' offensive line is able to hold up, uh, I think Wentz is going to have all day to pick apart that Redskins secondary, um, throw into the likes of Deshaun, who we obviously acquired in the offseason, reacquired. Um, Alshon, I think, is primed for a big season too. I mean, the Eagle, we just had there, – there's endless weapons on the Eagles' offense. Uh, to where if Wentz, I think, gets time to throw, um, should definitely have a big day going up against Washington. Very reasonably priced, too, at 5700 um, kind of middle of the road for the starters um, at quarterback. So you, you can definitely pay up elsewhere. Um, and I think you're going to get really good production out of Wentz on Sunday. Yeah, so for me, I totally agree with your Wentz pick. Uh, at 5700 I think he's a steal against the Redskins. A lot's kind of proved this year coming back, obviously, injury-plague season last year. Uh, but now he's the guy officially. You know, there's no doubt. You know, there's no Nick Foles in the background kind of waiting for his opportunity. Uh, I do like the receivers. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson brings that deep threat that he brought for so many years in Philadelphia, and so he's back. Alshon Jeffrey, I still think, is one of the more talented receivers in the league, uh, and I'll kind of get into him more later on. But to me, Wentz is, you know, I think he's going to have a good game, especially against the Redskins team. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. This team just isn't very good. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about it before. Probably going to finish lower party and uh, the NFC East. So I really do like that Wentz pick. Uh, and another guy I have is Jared Goff, uh, sixty two hundred for the Rams, going to get the pan going up against the Panthers. And I don't know what you think about the Panthers. I don't think they're particularly that good. Um, they give up a lot of. No, yeah, I don't, give up I don't really points. either. Yeah. NFC South is always, you know, it's like the big 12 of the NFL. Uh, you know, a ton of points given up. Yeah. So, to me, Goff or Wentz is your, you know, are two good picks. Uh, and I know Tino, uh, he sent us his lineup to get out. So, I know he was big on Lamar Jackson at $6,000 six uh, going up against the Dolphins. I kind of like that pick. I don't know what you think about it. But going up against the Dolphins, got a little fire sale going on there in Miami. Uh, so he could be, have a good week. I don't know. I particularly wouldn't pick him just because I don't know if he's, you know, like like week week one of the NFL can be week five of the NFL, of the preseason almost sometimes. Uh, and I feel like yeah. Lamar Jackson's kind of in that situation where they're still kind of work things out, you know, with the offense and whatnot. So I don't know if I would go Lamar Jackson, but I do think he's a decent pick if you're looking for value somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I kind of do like it, actually, um, just because it's an indictment again going off of what, what's probably going to be the worst if, you know, certainly top three worst teams in football this year uh, in Miami and, you know, the fire sale, like you said, what's going on down there, them just tanking um, and getting rid of players and, and trying to build up build up draft stock and, and get high picks. Um, I, I think I kind of like what I've seen from Baltimore. I mean, obviously, they Lamar had a good, a good stretch of football down the uh, – the end of the year last year um, didn't have a very good playoff game, obviously against the chargers, but you know, I mean, rookie quarterback in a playoff game, that's tough. Um, and I think that, you know, a full off season, uh, knowing he's the starter going into the year, I mean, it's going to, that's should pay big dividends for him. seems like he's improved throwing the ball too. Um, I just think Miami's going to be bad. So I could see Lamar having a yeah, big week. Yeah. I, I definitely agree, but I don't know if I'd go with him. Uh, but no, I think they're yeah, better. Yeah, absolutely. I do think they're better. Uh, so, with that, we'll go on to the running backs. Uh, so, for you, who do you have at running back this week? 
I got two guys I like at running back. Uh, one is I know someone that you did not like last year. Uh, it's Dalvin Cook of the Vikings. Um, I think Cook's a good player, man. I've always liked him. Um, always thought he has he had good bursts. I thought he was a good dual threat guy too. Um, good runner, good receiver too. Uh, see, he played pretty well last year too when he got in the lineup. He just couldn't stay healthy. He missed you know two thirds, three fourths of the season or whatever. Uh, he couldn't stay healthy. He had nagging injuries, a hamstring injury, I believe. Um, there's no more Latavius Murray there anymore either. So it's Dalvin Cook's show. Uh, it seems like Minnesota's going to try to put more of an emphasis on running the ball this year with a new offensive coordinator. Um, hopefully open things up with Cousins in the play-action game. Um, and I think Cook's going to be able to get it going on the ground. Uh, Atlanta's defense was not good last year. Who They're playing on Sunday. Um, granted, they had a lot of bad injuries, and those guys all seem to be back healthy this year. But still, you know, who knows until they're, you know, until they actually play better. You know, we don't really know. Um, that game's at home for Minnesota, too. Um, I just kind of – I think Minnesota's going to have a more balanced offense this year. So, I do like Cook on Sunday. Um, another guy I like is Leonard Fournette. Another guy kind of staying with the the bounce back uh, theme of the year, theme of the week. Um, Fournette, you know, going up against KC, one of the worst defenses in the league last year. Uh, I think they were second to last against the run. Um and he just, I mean, yeah, it, it seemed like he had a lot of maturity issues last year. Um, you know, he had some off-field issues. They it seemed like he was kind of a, a trouble, troublesome guy in the locker room. Um, from all indications, from what they're saying down there in Jacksonville, he's matured. He's come back in the best shape of his life. Um, seems primed for a big season. Certainly to open up the season, I think, right out of the gates, going up against KC, which could be an improved defense, uh, but I wouldn't bank on it. And you know he's going to get a lot of carries, too. There's nobody else really down there running the ball. Um, they have lackluster, rece- lackluster receivers. We'll see what they do with Foles, too. Uh, I'm rooting for Nick, but I, I don't know if he's going to be able to put up the best numbers this year either just because he's not working with a whole lot there. Um, so I definitely like Fournette this week. I think they're going to come out, you know, really establish that identity of what they want to do, which is run the ball. Look for him to get at least 25 carries um, and probably a tough yeah, shot, too. Yeah, I, I actually like both those picks. Um, so, Dalvin Cook, I was down with him last year a lot because of his injuries. And, uh, you know, Minnesota was a lot pass-heavy offense. Uh, but I do think he'll have a good year this year. He's finally healthy, you know, coming off the ACL and whatnot. And I think he'll have a good game. Uh, like you said, Atlanta, like we said before, Atlanta, NFC South, Big 12 of the NFL. A lot of points going to be given up. And Fournette, I do like it. I don't know how good of a season he'll have. Uh, but I do think he'll have, you know, a decent week, you know, first couple of weeks. Kansas City's defense won the worst in the NFL. You know, I have to talk about a lot last year. So, I like both those picks. Uh, for me, I have one guy who I know you like uh, in Chris Carson. And Tino also – yeah, and Tino also oh, has Chris boy. Carson on his uh, Seattle Seahawks 5,700. Uh, going up against a Bengals defense and a Bengals team in general that just isn't very good. Uh, he looks like he, if he can stay healthy all year, he's a good, powerful back and with a lot of speed. So to me, he's he's a huge part to the Seattle offense, especially the receivers aren't very good over there in Seattle. Uh, and I, I don't know if Russell Wilson can really air it out, you know, all game anymore. You know, he he needs a nice he needs a nice balance running yeah. game. Uh, and Chris Carson can definitely deliver that. And against the Bengals, not very good. So I think he could have a big week. Uh, and the other guy, you know, my my lineup this week might be a little Eagles heavy just to, you know, satisfy you a little bit more. So, oh. 
You throw as so, many eagles as you want in there. So bro. here is my kind of, I would say probably best value. I don't know why he's not respected enough. Uh, Jordan Howard at forty two hundred. I don't under, Ooh, I don't understand. Interesting. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't I don't it know take it? But interesting. He's always so low. I mean, people don't think a lot of him, but he's the number one running back. He was the number one guy in Chicago for a few years until Matt Nagy came in and changed the offense. Uh, and he's a big back. He's quick. He can, you know, in the red zone, he's going to score a lot. He's going to get his yards. Uh, and at 4,200, I think he brings great value to a running back position, against, especially against a Redskins team that's not very good. Yeah, no, it's I, I like that pick. Um, I think certainly early in the season, Howard's going to get the bulk of the carries. Um, we'll see as the year goes on. I mean, we know that the Eagles drafted Miles Sanders in the second round, uh, presumably to be their, their running back in the future. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised by midseason, by the end of the season, if he's the one getting the majority of the carries, the majority of the playing time. Um, the only problem with that is just the Eagles, even though, you know, Howard technically is the starter and he'll probably get most of the work. You know, they've they've traditionally been, especially under Doug Peterson, you know, a running back by committee team. Um, they haven't really had running backs. Well, I shouldn't even say that they haven't had running backs this good because they, you know, when they won the Super Bowl, they did have Garrett Blunt, Jay and they did a great job of mixing them in. Um, kind of splitting carries between those two guys. Um, but these are the best backs they've had since then, certainly. Um, but I just think that, you know, you're probably going to see a high dosage of Sanders still. You're still going to get Darren Sproles in there, even though he's <laughs> a thousand years old. Peterson loves using him. Um, and don't even be surprised if you see Corey Clement in there for a couple snaps. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly down around the goal line. Um, if they're inside the five yard line, definitely look for Howard to get the ball. Um, and he'll probably get the most work out of, out of those running backs. It's certainly in week one. Um, and like we said, you know, we love to pick on the Redskins right now too. So I, uh, I could buy into the Howard pick, especially at yeah. that price. I, I just think he's got the value. Uh, and I love, I love myself and Jordan Howard, especially now that he's out of the NFC North. Uh, and then Tino's <laughs> other pick just to kind of go over his was Austin Eckler for the chargers at 5,500. I do like this pick now that he's going to be the guy I would think for the season, I would think, uh, now Melvin Gordon's going to stay on his holdout, yeah. and Chargers will say we're not we're done with it till after a season. Seems yeah. seems like they might trade uh, him. Austin too. Eckler, I mean, he showed a lot of good games last year, a lot of good flashes, uh, and the Chargers are going to need him because you know, kind of going back to the same thing with Wilson. I don't know if Philip Rivers can, you know, get into shootouts every game, you know, and hope to win them. Uh, so I do like that pick. And Austin Eckler, I do think he uh, might have a little bit of a kind of down game. You know, he's still kind of getting used to being the guy. But I do like the pick. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't know. I mean, Eckler always, to me, he just seems like more of a – I mean, he definitely is more of a, you know, receiving back, a third down guy. Uh, I'm not sure he's really a, you know, carry the load kind of guy. Um I just don't – I mean, yeah, if Gordon's out, I mean, is Justin Jackson going to get any work? Um, I mean, I, I recall him getting some work last year down the stretch. He did Gordon's get some work. A couple games. He got some, yeah. Um, and Eckler, I, I feel like – I think they tried him out more of his, as the every-down guy when Gordon was hurt. It didn't really go that well. So, I don't know. I, I'm not as crazy about the Eckler pick as I am the Howard pick just because I don't know. I'm not really sure if he's kind of that bell, that bell cow type that can carry the ball. Um, you know, down in yeah, and down I out. I definitely agree with you. Uh, there could be a little bit of running back by committee to start the season. I mean, they still might be trying to feel out what's going to happen now that Gordon, they know he's not coming back. 
So, so let's go on to yeah. the receivers. Uh, I'll start with mine. Another eagle on mine is Alshon Jeffrey. I love Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, I got uh, Alshon too, 5,900. <laughs> you know, like you said, we're kind of picking on the Redskins here just because they're not any good. Uh, but I think he, he's going to have to have a big year because if the Eagles, in my opinion, want to go anywhere in the end in the playoffs because he's their number one guy. And Carson Wentz, you've seen kind of flashes of him not wanting to throw the ball uh, to Alshon Jeffrey. And Nick Foles was clearly a better option, you know, last few years for Alshon Jeffrey. But I think he's going to have to yep. play a pivotal, pivotal role in the Eagles offense this year. And I think he will. Uh and that's going to be a big, big step for him. He's a guy who's going to score a lot of touchdowns, get a lot of yards if he just gets the ball. Uh, so at fifty nine hundred again, going up against the Redskins, and another guy I have is Robert Woods of the Los Angeles Rams at sixty four hundred. So a little bit more expensive, but he's going up against the Panthers. Uh, like I said before, Panthers aren't very good. You know, probably a mediocre team at best. So to me, Woods could have a big game. He had a big season last year, and I think Goff throwing the ball to him is just, you know, going to be a dynamic duo again this year in the NFL. Yeah, no, I love both of those picks. Um, like you said, I think, I think if the Eagles are really going to take that step this year to get back to being a Super Bowl level team, um, they're going to need a big year out of Alshon. Um, and not that he had a bad, not that he had a down year last year or anything, but you hit it right on the head. Um, clearly Foles had a connection with him that Wentz is not really quite established yet, which, but I don't really understand because two years ago, the Super Bowl year, um, Alshon's first year here, it seemed like they had a really good connection. Um, when Alshon had a very good year with Wentz playing quarterback most of the year. Um, and obviously continued that and even was better in the playoffs with Foles. Um, and last year with whatever the reason they couldn't really seem to, to get on the same page. It seemed like Wentz, you know, kind of had the love eyes for Ertz. Um, and Ertz benefited greatly in fantasy with his numbers, but Alshon kind of got left behind. Um, and then when Foles stepped in again at the end of the year, you saw Alshon really come back to life, um, you know, having 100-yard games, having games, you know, with a touchdown or two, which he just wasn't really having all year. So Wentz is going to have to prove that he can throw the ball to Alshon, he can keep him happy, um, and he can throw those jump ball passes that Foles was so good at throwing. Um, because that's really where Alshon exceeds is, you know, kind of the, the jump ball, 50-50 ball, throw it back shoulder, let him go up and get it. Because he's not going to create a whole ton of separation, um, but he's got some of the best hands in the league outside of that drop in the playoff <laughs> game that we all remember. Um, but he does have fantastic hands, and he's, you know, one of the best 50-50 ball receivers in the league. And like you said, going up against the Redskins, I love him this week too. He was one of my picks um, against going against those lackluster corners. I, I think Carson will probably try to establish him early and often. Um, get a good rapport going, establish a good a good rhythm for the season to keep it going. Um, I like Robert Woods too. Um, not sure I love him as much this week. I don't know. I like just because, I don't know, there's so many weapons with the Rams. I do love Woods, don't get me wrong. I thought he was their best receiver last year. Um, I could just see that kind of being, you know, trying to get Cooper Cup involved early. Um, and for some, something tells me that's not going to be – I don't know. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think the I think the NFC South is is the Big Twelve. Uh, the NFL is a lot of points scored in that division. Um, I just I don't know. I get a feel that that could be kind of an uglier start. Um, and that you know those offenses might get rolling later. Um, not to say that I mean Woods could have a big day. I could look foolish. Um, and I definitely like him on the season. Just don't. I don't know if I love him this week. Um, and my other receiver that I really love and I think he's going to have a big season. 
Um, it's Chris Godwin of, of the Bucks um, going up against the Niners who, you know, didn't look all that great in the preseason. Um, and a lot of buzz coming from Tampa Bay. There's kind of some sneaky Tampa Bay buzz coming around right now, which I'm not really sure why. Um, but I do think they're going to have a pretty good offense. I think their defense is terrible. But Jameis, you know, say what you want about him. He's got to cut down on the turnovers, we know. Um, but he will throw for yards, um, and he's a decent fantasy quarterback. And Godwin now with the extended role with Deshaun, you know, getting out of town too. It's kind of him and, and Adam Humphreys too. So it's really just him and Mike Evans as your top two receivers. Um, and we know the attention that Evans is going to get. Um, and Godwin really showed some good flashes last year as the year went on, um, getting more looks and getting more playing time with Fitzpatrick and with Winston too. Um, and I think that's going to continue this year. I really like him in, uh, in week one, priced, priced at 6,200. So, Nothing over the top. Um, probably a little bit more than you would even expect from someone like that. Um, but I do kind of think he's a surefire bet to catch. Definitely catch a lot of balls. Um, and probably yeah, I do like that still. pick. Uh, he was kind of like one of those guys last year who couldn't find his way. You know, we'd have good games, and then he'd just be like non-existent. Yeah. So, but I he's think he's going to have a breakout year this year. I really do like that pick. At 6,200, he might be priced a little bit high, but who knows? I mean, that value might be really yeah. good. Especially for – I mean – Jameis is clearly a guy who likes to dig into one receiver and he falls in love with that receiver. So I wouldn't be surprised if God wins that guy. Uh, so I'm going to throw two guys at you right now, uh, both on the lower echelon of receivers. I just want to see your opinion and if you would take any of them as like a wide receiver three type of guy. Uh, Randall yeah. Cobb of the Cowboys, 4,200 versus Giants. And Jameson Crowder, forty one hundred, of the, you know, for the New York Jets versus Buffalo Bills. Would you uh, take either of those guys as a value pick? Because I feel like they both bring a little bit I, of value to a lineup. They definitely they do bring value. Um, I see where you're going. I kind of, I probably would go with Crowder uh, ahead, just because Cobb. I don't know. Cobb just hasn't really been the same guy in recent years. We know him with his injury history, too. Um, and I think Dallas has enough weapons already. Um, we'll see if Zeke plays or not this Sunday. They're saying there's a deal maybe getting done. Who the hell knows? Um, but we know they're going to want to run the football regardless. Um, and, you know, we know he wants to throw it to Cooper. It seems like Gallup had a really good offseason in training camp, too. Um, so I think they'll probably try to get him involved in the deep balls. And don't forget Witten's back, too. Um, so I think Cobb... I think maybe, you know, we'll see as the year goes on. I, I, I think I would probably stay away from him in week one. Um, I like Crowder better just because I think Crowder's younger and he's probably just better at this point too. Uh, I think that was a good move for the Jets getting him. Um, I think that could be – that he could emerge as a reliable option for Darnold, um, kind of a security blanket type of guy. So I'd probably have more faith in Crowder than I do Cobb. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I understand the picks, but I would probably – I like. Yeah, Crowder I would agree. Cobb. Uh, Cobb didn't really show me much the last few years as a Green Bay Packer. Uh, but Jameson Crowder, I think that's a great pickup for the Jets, like you said. And I think he'll bring us a lot of value. So if I was going to go one of the two, just, you know, those guys are kind of known receivers the last few years on their former teams. Uh, I would say Jameson Crowder, 4,100, is definitely a better bang for your buck. Uh, so – yeah, he's the he's the better option. Yeah, so let's go on to uh, the tight ends, and I'll let you start with the tight ends. So who do you have this week? My tight end, uh, I got none other than Hunter Henry, who obviously coming off the ACL injury last year, 
Um, had a down year, you know, with that. Wasn't able to play at all. Um, I think he's going to have a big bounce back year this year. We know that Rivers loved throwing at tight ends, loved throwing Antonio Gates. That was his best friend for the last decade plus. Um, and kind of with the, you know, in L.A. with the Chargers, we just don't really know what that offense is going to look like now with so many guys being out. You know, Melvin Gordon hasn't been there. Seems like he might get traded. Uh, Keenan Allen was hurt all throughout training camp. He's probably going to play week one, but who knows how effective he'll be and or how healthy he'll be. Um, so I think Henry's going to get a lot of looks. I think Hunter Henry's a really, really talented player. Um, just hasn't really gotten the chance to, to showcase his full abilities yet with, uh, you know, kind of being young. I think he was a rookie two years ago, then getting hurt last year, then bringing back Gates. Um, I think Henry's really going to have a big season this year. I, I know we talked about him in our, our previews too. He was kind of my guy that I was keen in on. Um, and outside the, you know, those top guys, like we said last year, those top three, they're, you know, the top three priced again, Kelsey, Kittle and Ertz. After that, it really drops off with the pricing. Um, so you can get Henry at 3,900, which is, you know, I think a steal at that price. Um, I think you'll see him get more and more expensive as the year goes on. Cause I really do believe in what I think he's going to have a big year um, going up against an indie team that was not good at covering tight ends last year at all either. Um, and, you know, a team we, that we know is could be in flux without luck. Um, so yeah, I, I like, I, there's nothing really to not like about Henry. I don't think I, uh, I really like him. I like a lot, like him a lot. Yeah. I actually, that's the guy I picked out too. Hunter Henry, 3,900. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, like you said, if you're going to pick one of the top three guys in Kittle, uh, Ertz or Kelsey, uh, those guys are always going to be week to week. If you want to pick them, go get them. They're available. Uh, but to me, Hunter Henry with 3,900 brings you a lot of value. You know, obviously coming off an injury last year, but he's going to need to play well for uh, the Chargers. And Chargers are an offense that are known to use their tight ends quite a bit, uh, as you've seen in past you know years with Antonio, Antonio Gates. Uh, so going up against a Colts team, I don't find the Colts very you know attractive on defense. Uh, I don't think they're very good. So I think you can have a big game. Uh, and if you know, like we talked about a lot last year at the tight end position, unless you have the money. You know, one guy gets a touchdown, and there's his value right there at 3,900. So I I do like yeah. the Hunter Henry pick a lot. Uh, Tino went with Travis Kelsey, uh, clearly going with one of the top guys. who, like we said, is never a bad uh, bang for your buck. Cause they're going to get a lot of points, a lot of yards, a lot of catches, a lot of targets, and a couple of touchdowns each week. Yeah, I could never go wrong with any of those top guys. Uh, he's the highest price guy, so I guess Tino. He's looking to save money elsewhere um, and go with Kelsey. So, uh, yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, best tight end in football, I think, hands down, even better better than Kittle Ennerts. Um, I certainly think he'll have another big year this year. So we go on to our favorite part of the lineup and the defense special teams. So oh I'll start with my <laughs> defense because you'll like this pick is the Philadelphia Eagles against the Redskins. <laughs> wow. All uh, right. All right, I was thinking they that are, too. Pretty good they price. They are too. one of the higher price defenses, though. That's the only thing. Oh yeah, no, I would kind of, I would kind of stay out of. Yeah. Uh, you know, they are. If you had the money, definitely go and get them because I think they're gonna have a big game against the Redskins. I don't even who's starting for the Redskins again. Case Keenum, right? Keenum, yeah. yeah so Keenum. definitely. And last time he played in Philly was the NFC Championship game two years ago, where he got his ass. Yeah, so I would a hundred percent go out and get. Uh, the Eagles defense, if you have the money. Uh, and then if you don't, you're looking kind of a little less to spend. 
Uh, I have the Chargers defense or the Jets defense. Jets at thirty one hundred, Chargers at three thousand. Uh, Jets playing the Bills, Chargers playing the Colts. Colts with Brissett at quarterback. I don't find, I don't think he's going to be very good to start the season. Maybe as the weeks go on. Uh, so the Chargers defense could be a nice pick for this week. And then, and the Chargers defense showed they played really well last year. You know, take away the game against the Patriots, but. You know, other than that, they played really well. And the Jets, nice revamped defense. You got Greg Williams, you know, calling the plays now. No bounty gate, hopefully. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but the Buffalo Bills, I know a lot of people are higher on them this year. Josh Allen, a couple guys they got. I still think they're going to struggle this year. So, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets' defense puts us some points. And at 3,000 or 3,100, I'm sorry, that could be a nice pick. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. Um, and, you know, we don't know what's going on, you know, with the Buffalo offense, obviously cutting McCoy. Um, seems like they're going to want to throw the football a lot more this year too now. Um, but, you know, that, could, that thing could go haywire quickly too. I kind of like the Bills in our preseason preview, um, but we'll see. Um, and the Jets do have some talented players in that defense. My pick of the week, um, also kind of priced a little high, but uh, I definitely do like him as the Cleveland Browns going up against the Titans. And this is just more – I think the Titans' offense is arguably the most boring offense to watch in football. Uh, there's just no creativity there. You know, how many times do we have to do the Mariota thing? You know, and now Tannehill's in there. And, you know, Mariota's going to start, but, you know, he'll probably get knocked out of this game midway in the second quarter with some elbow or shoulder weird injury. And, you know, their offense will go to shit the rest of the day and it probably wasn't doing much to begin with. Um, and I think the Browns, you know, they really have some talent up front. Uh, led by Miles Garrett. Um, they got Sheldon Richardson in there too now, I believe. Um, I think that's you know, that could be a recipe for disaster for, for Tennessee's O-line and for Mariota because Taylor Lewan's out to start the year too, suspended the first couple games. So you know Miles Garrett's going to be eat, eaten on Sunday. Um, and, yeah, I just think I, I don't see a whole lot of creativity there in that offense. I think Cleveland could feast on, their, on Tennessee's offense. Yeah, so – I don't think the Browns' defense is good as a whole. I think they're still going to be shaky this year. But going up against the Titans, I do like that pick. Uh, like you said, that the Titans' offense just seems like it's stale. Uh, and I know a lot of people are jumping on the Derrick Henry train this year. I still think he's not that great of a back. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, no, I don't really either. I think he had a good you know end of the year last year, but still unproven. For yeah, years. I just don't find him that good of a back. Marcus Mariota has been seen to make plays uh, – you know, probably a quality NFL quarterback, but I still think this Browns defense, like you said, could eat up this Titans offense. So I do like that pick. Uh, and then Tino's pick for the week, and I kind of do like this one also, is the Seattle defense. I don't have the price on them just because I don't have it up. My computer's kind of going haywire. But going up against a Bengals offense that, you know, obviously isn't very good, uh, you know, really don't have many playmakers on that team. I kind of like that. And the Seattle defense is a little revamped from the past years. Yeah, no, I like that too. Um, that's even a better price than the Browns and the Jets. Uh, they're, oh, they're actually the same as the Jets, 3,100. Um, and, you know, what I talked about earlier, I like Russell Wilson a lot this week um, in large part because I just think everything about Cincinnati is pretty bad, um, including their defense. Um, yeah, including their offense, excuse me. So, I mean, no A.J. Green either. I mean, he's going to be out the first month, probably longer. Um, you know, we know Seattle just got Clowney in there too. 
Um, they're dealing with, I think, I think Jaron Reed, one of their standout defensive tackles is suspended early on. Um, but the Clowney addition certainly should give them a huge boost in the pass rush early on in the season. Um, and yeah, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of a revamp defense for them in the secondary too. Uh, but going into Seattle uh, week one, if you're Cincinnati and, you know, no real prudent playmakers, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd's not bad, uh, but no AJ Green. And, you know, we know that's a hostile environment up there. Uh, that could be a recipe for disaster too. So I definitely like Seattle's defense. This yeah, week. it's a good pick. Uh, that is a good pick by Tino that, you know, after we go up, I mean, this is probably the only week we'll ever say anything good about defenses. You know, <laughs> it's the next coming weeks. So it'll yeah. be very, uh, very sketchy week on a weekly basis. Uh, so now we'll, we'll know a lot more for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, week one, it's hard to project stuff. So we'll go on to everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Uh, some picks for some games this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody always looks forward to these. So what do we want to do? We just want to do straight up picks or we want to do a little bit of spread action. Uh, I can do some spread action. Right. You got the yeah, spreads? Yeah, I got the spreads. All right, let's let's hit the spreads. So let's start with uh, hmm, what should we start with? I'm not starting with the Thursday night game. So let's let's, <laughs> let's start that. with the easy one. Uh, Rams Rams at the Panthers. Uh, Rams laying two and a half. Uh, I'll go Rams. Um, I like I said, I don't, I don't, I have a feeling this is not going to be the prettiest game. I think it might be a little ugly and low scoring. Um, but I think the Rams win. Probably by a touchdown or so, but I think they'll, they cover that. Yeah, spread. I agree. Uh, I think the Rams. I think I don't think it'll be low scoring at all. I think the Rams blow them out in big, probably by uh, probably fourteen to seventeen points. Uh, next, we got Titans at the Browns. Uh, Browns laying five and a half. Who do you got? Give me the Browns. Like I just said, I think Tennessee's awful. I, I hope they suck this year. I think they've been awful to watch for the last couple of years and don't know how they've, you know, kind of stayed relevant and, and in the playoff mix, hoping this is finally the year where they kind of come crashing down. Uh, and I think the Browns started the season with a bang with that, you know, remade team and all the hype surrounding them. Give me the Browns. Yes, yeah, I agree. The Browns at five and a half feels like a steal. Uh, I think they can easily win by a touchdown. Uh, and Titans, like you said, not very good of a team, very stale offense. So, I wouldn't be surprised. I think this game might be a little bit closer scoring, but I do think the Browns cover at five and a half. Uh, Next, going on to the Chiefs at the Jaguars. This kind of surprises me a little bit. The Chiefs are only favored by three and a half. Ooh, that's low. Yeah. Huh. Um, I mean, I do think it's kind of going to be – I think this could be a close game, but the spread would be a little higher. I would have said, like, Chiefs by five or six. Um, I'll go Chiefs, even if it's that close. Uh, but Vegas, I guess, is probably telling you something there that they do believe Jacksonville can keep this game close. They probably believe in Jacksonville's defense. Um, and I agree. I think this game could be close too. But I'll say the Chiefs win something like like twenty three seventeen, you know, twenty seven twenty somewhere around there. And hopefully, Mahomes has a lot of touchdowns for my fantasy team. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I agree. I think the Chiefs uh, go out and win this game. Definitely cover the spread. At three and a half, uh, I do think it will be a closer scoring game. I think Jacksonville's defense, obviously, one of the best in the league, uh, but it'll be interesting because Mahomes will go up against a tough defense and see if he, he can actually do it again. You know, this coming year, but I got them winning also. Uh, going on next, Ravens at the Dolphins. Ravens favored by seven points. Oh, the Miami's terrible. Um, I got to go with the Ravens here. Uh, if we were talking about Lamar Jackson earlier too. 
picking all the favorites, but I just think Miami's going to be really bad. Um, I think, you know, Baltimore could struggle a little bit offensively early too, um, but I think their defense is really going to swallow up Miami. I think that this will be something like 20-7, to 24-7, something like that. I think Baltimore covers. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like this game is going to be very sloppy, very disgusting to watch. Yeah. This, this game kind of yeah. has Thursday Night Football in the old days written all over it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's got the hurricane passing through Miami. The field's probably going to be a oh my mess, god, I so, think it's going to be yeah. a mess. Uh, yeah, it's going it's it's definitely got the recipe to be. So ugly. you know, Lamar Jackson will run for like a hundred yards. Uh, yeah. So, but I agree. Ravens going out. We're taking all the favorites here, but you know that's kind of how it is. Week one, make your make yeah. your money. Uh, uh, so next, going on to the Falcons at the Vikings. Vikings favored by four points. So this one has some intrigue for me because I like Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to have a pretty good year. I, I picked them to win the NFC South in our preview. Um, I think the defense with those guys coming back, I think it's going to help a lot. I did pick Dalvin Cook, and I think he's going to have a good week. Um, and I think this could be one of the few games that, you know, we, we see, like you said, you know, week one of the, of the season is kind of like week five of the preseason. Some offenses are kind of really not in sync and in rhythm because they haven't really had a lot of live game reps yet. Um, this is one of the few games where I do expect a lot of points to be scored. Um, I think both teams could score in the upper 20s or even 30s. Um, and I think Atlanta wins a shootout. I think they definitely – or at least definitely cover that four-point spread. Um, and I, I, I like them to win the game too. Yeah, I agree. I think the Falcons win this game. Uh, the defense is the key to me. Uh, they were hurt last year. I mean, badly. They were down starters. They were down backups. They were down, you know, kind of everything. Julio Jones kind of didn't have the greatest season at the end of the year. Uh, and they kind of struggled to find him in this week one last year against the Eagles. I remember that game. Uh, so, but I do think this team revamped. I think they're you know, locked and loaded, ready to go, trying to make a run back to the Super Bowl. You know, they were a few years ago. And this team, I think, can definitely win, like you said, win the NFC South. I know I wasn't on that podcast, but I do agree with that. Uh, so I will take the Falcons plus four. You know, they definitely cover the number if they lose. They might lose on, like, a game-winning field goal or something. But the Vikings kickers and the Bears kickers at that are both struggle. <laughs> so that's both, a you know, a dumpster fire up there in the NFC North. So you never know how that game turns out. Uh, let's go next. Buffalo Bills near at the New York Jets. Jets minus three. Who you got? I You know, when we did this pod, I kind of did like the Bills. So... <laughs> I guess I got. I guess I got to stay true to that. This feels like you know. This is kind of a momentum changing type of game. Even I know it's week one. It's really early, but you know these are two teams that both kind of have playoff aspirations this year. Um, they're both looking to build on last year with young quarterbacks. Um, I like the Bills, man. I think they're a little bit better. I think that both these teams are pretty similar. They'll probably be around five hundred, um, but I like the Bills. I think they cover. And I think they win the game. So I like the Jets. Um... Big on the Jets this year. I think they made the win the wild card, uh, or make the wild card. I'm sorry, uh, but this team, I think it's revamped. It's ready to go. We kind of talked about Jamison Crowder earlier. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Sam Darnold. I think he's going to have a huge year this year. Kind of coming out in the Adam Gase offense, who you know calls himself the quarterback whisperer. Uh, you know because he like talked to Peyton Manning one time, and Peyton Manning's a Hall of Famer. So to me, this guy. Uh, Sam Darnold's going to have a huge year. Le'Veon Bell adds that offense. And at minus three, that's just kind of you know a home field advantage type deal. Uh, so I think the Jets cover that number and win this game probably like 24-17, 24-20. 
So going on next, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers seven favored by seven or six and a half. I'm sorry, who you got? I'm going to stun you here. I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, my God. On the road, week one, the nobody believes in us factor. Andrew Luck, he's gone. You know, this team's not going to be the same. They're going from an AFC contender to not even a playoff team. I I don't know how good they're going to be over the course of the season, but there's a lot of, you know, stink coming out of this Chargers team with the Melvin Gordon stuff, you know, the injuries, Russell Okun's out. I think they overachieved a little bit last year. Derwin James is hurt. He's going to miss you know, a lot of the season, if not all of it. Um, I like Hunter Henry. Like I said, I like that pick. I think I think the Chargers will score. Um, but I think Jacoby Brissett's going to be sneaky good, uh, at least this game and, and probably to start the season. You know, I don't know if it's going to hold up. But I like the Chargers in this game, certainly to cover, and I kind of like them to win the game. So give it, give it the, excuse me, the Colts to cover and maybe even win the game. So give me the Colts. So I agree with you on the Colts cover. I don't think they win this game, uh, but I do think they cover the six and a half. Uh, so that's where obviously it comes in with gambling. You don't have to win for all of you who don't know. You don't have to win, pick the team to win the game as long as they cover the points. You win the bet. Uh, so to me, I think the Colts 100% do this. Uh, Chargers, I think, look at this team as like kind of like you said, no aspirations, playoff aspirations gone by the sound of I'm retiring by Andrew Luck. Uh, so I think the Chargers come in like, oh, we're going to beat this team, play down their competition a little bit. And the Colts, I do agree. They could sneak one out. I do think they definitely cover a number, though. Uh, moving on, this, I believe, is the biggest – or no, never mind. Uh, the Bengals at the Seahawks. Seahawks favored yeah. by eight, eight and a half. Who you got? Yeah, that's, I, that's, not, that's not the biggest. Um, <laughs> give me the Seahawks, you know, for all that passion we did on the Bengals. Um, I'm in a suicide pool, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm kind of zeroing in. On this pick being my pick of the week, the Seahawks over the Bengals. So, I think the Seahawks win big. Yeah, I agree. I think you should pick the Seahawks this week and get it out of the way. Uh, eight and a half. I think that number could be doubled. Honestly, the Seahawks might win. It might cover that number. Uh, eight and a half. Seahawks win. Bengals stink. Plain and simple. Uh, going next. This one kind of surprises yeah. me a little bit. Uh, Lions at the Cardinals. Lions favored by two and a half. Oh, yeah, this is a weird game. Um, give me the Cardinals, man. Give me, you know, Kyler Murray show, Cliff Kingsbury, first game together. Um, I think the Lions are very good. I think this could be an ugly game, too. I guess if there's one decent thing about the Lions, it could be their defense. But um, I think this is also it could be an ugly game, kind of a last second. You know, something stupid or dumb happens, and, you know, a team ends up blocking a field goal and returning it for a touchdown. I don't know. It's good. It's got some dumb ending written all over it. Um, but I had the Cardinals pull it out. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how Klingsbury brings his you know, air raid offense to who they like to call a genius and Matt Patricia with a defense. Uh, I think the Lions, as much as it pains for me to say, I think the Lions take this game. Uh, definitely cover the number. I just think they're going to be too good for – I think the Cardinals are really bad. Uh, and I think the Lions will just kind of work them. Week one, kind of see. I think there's still a lot of learning going on in Cardinals too. This is one of those examples of week five of preseason. So I give me the Lions two and a half. Uh, going on, this is kind of one for you. Uh, Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus seven. A nice NFC North, NFC East matchup uh, to start the season. Who you got? 
Yeah, even uh, even if he doesn't play, which uh, I mean, even if he gets the contract done, I, I kind of find it hard to believe he'll play this week. Um, but I got to go with Dallas, even with the spread being that high. Um, I know the Giants have, have you know played the Cowboys tough uh, in recent years, even when they haven't been that good, um, especially early in the season. It seems like these teams always play Week One in Dallas in some you know late afternoon or, or prime time game. Um, but I just think – I think Dallas is going to – I think they'll be able to handle them um, defensively too, I think, um, even if they're a little bit off offensively without that without that ground game, without Zeke. Um, I still like Dallas's defense. So not by a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll blow them out. But I could see something like, you know, 20 to 10, 24, 14, something along those lines. I think Dallas covers. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think Dallas will cover whether Zeke plays or not. I do think he'll play. Uh, I think he probably has a good understanding of the offense. And – if you believe everything you read, uh, he's in game shape or not in game shape, but definitely in football shape and ready to go. Uh, you know, it all depend on how Dak kind of responds with his receivers. Obviously, there's no Michael Beasley this year, and Amari Cooper last year, week to week basis, didn't have the greatest of games. So let's see what happens. But I just think the Giants are a really bad team. Uh, hopefully, I don't want to wish injury on anybody, but I think that's the only way Daniel Jones might see the field this year. It's if Eli gets like a concussion or something. Uh, so, yeah. but to me, the Cowboys cover that. So moving on, we got the 49ers at the Buccaneers. Uh, this game's a pick em game. Who you got? Uh, yeah, this, uh, that makes sense. It's a pick em. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bucs. Um, I think at home, I do think Bruce Arians is going to have a positive effect on Jameis and that offense. Um, I didn't really love what I saw out of San Fran, especially out of Jimmy G in the preseason. Looks like he's really not mentally recovered from that ACL injury, um, and it might t- kind of take him. You know, it's, it's that sometimes happens with guys. We see it. You know, it affects everyone differently. Some guys come back the next year, they're great. Not they haven't missed a beat. They're even better. Some guys, it takes them. You know, they're kind of that extra full year to to really find themselves. So, I think it could be a tough, definitely early start of the season for Jimmy G and them. Um, and I think Tampa is probably a little bit more prepared to to come out of the gates offensively. So uh, I like the Bucks. Yeah, I like the Bucks too. Uh, like you said, you kind of hit the nail on the head for me. Uh, Jimmy G hasn't impressed me uh, at all, really, this preseason, and he didn't really last year at all. You know, the games he did play. Um, but to me, this Bucks team, I think they're hungry this year to kind of compete because they've been down the last few years and haven't really competed. Uh, so I think the Buccaneers win this game easily. Probably a closer, probably a close game, but Bucks win. Uh, going on to the Sunday night game. Or Steelers at the Patriots. Patriots five and a half favorites, five and a half point favorites. Who you got? This is going to be a good one because um, I think the Steelers. You know, I, I think they're going to be. I don't know if they're sneaky good, but I do think they're going to be good this year. Still, it seems like everybody's sleeping on them um, because of, you know the AB and Le'Veon departures, and I think it could work the other way to where they're better without those guys, without the you know the drama and the headaches. Um, and you know, the Patriots have traditionally kind of owned the Steelers, but. The Steelers did beat them last year at the end of the year, even though the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. Um, they were able to beat the Patriots. Um, that was in Pittsburgh, I believe. So it's a little tougher, obviously, going into New England. Um, but, you know, we know New England, too, as great as they are, they do struggle in September in the early going. Um, they lost an opening night game a couple years ago, too. So, I, you know, I don't think the Steelers win, but I do kind of like them to cover the five and a half. I think this is going to be a tight game down to the wire. Um, it could be a preview of what we're going to see in January. So uh, I'll say like New England 27-24, something like that. But I do think Pittsburgh covers the five and a half. So I agree with you. I do think the Steelers cover this five and a half number. 
Um, the Steelers, to me, I think could kind of get back to form now. There's no kind of nonsense going on. Le'Veon Bell, yeah, exactly. Antonio Brown. There's like exactly. a clear head. You know, it must be. It must be. Yeah, it's a fresh yeah. start. It's like all right, we don't have to deal with this. Bullshit it's like the anymore. first day of school. You know, you moved on. Everybody's gone. Everybody's back. Who yeah. you want back? It's nice. So mm-hmm. I, I think the cover. I don't know if they win the game. Uh, those games are always kind of really down to the wire games. That's also why. I got the Steelers covering that the point spread, uh, but I think the Patriots might eke out in the game, game-winning field goal, something like that, something last-minute happening. But the Steelers definitely cover a number. Uh, moving on to Monday Night Football, first game of the Monday Night Football uh, slate: Texans at the Saints. This one is surprising to me because I feel like this number should be a lot higher. Saints favored by seven points. See, I'm I'm kind of with you know, Vegas here with the number. Um, because I don't, I mean, I like the saints. I think they obviously have a lot of talent still, you know, they return pretty much the same team, but something, you know, it's just kind of hard to come back from all the crushing losses they've had in the playoffs the last two years from the Minnesota miracle to, you know, we know how their season ended last year. I'm not saying they're not going to be good, but I don't know. I think that, you know, even kind of last year at the end of the year, their offense really wasn't the same breeze sort of, you know, kind of fell off a little bit in December. Um, I kind of, I kind of like Houston in this game. I don't know about the win, but I do like him to cover. I think Houston's offense is going to be pretty good. Um, you know, hopefully they've addressed the offensive line issues when they got Laramie Tunsil on the trade. Um, but I do like their receivers. I love Deshaun Watson. Um, and New Orleans has kind of been prone to give up a lot of points early in the season. Remember last year, uh, Fitzpatrick went in there, I think in week one and put up like 48 points. He, he did. So I, I like, yeah, he did. Exactly. So I like Houston's offense. Um, I don't know if they're going to win. But uh, I do I do like them to cover the seven points. So I got the Saints winning this game and covering the points. Um, for one thing, the Texans' offense is good, but their defense is awful. Uh, you know, obviously you got J.J. Watt there who's going to be, you know, who obviously is going to get his, you know, whatever he does, sacks, you know, run plays and whatnot. But the Saints' def- uh, offense I just think is loaded enough that they're going to put up a lot of points. I think the game will be close in terms of, Maybe this is like a 24-14 type game, uh, but I don't think this game will be closer than maybe 10 points, 13 points at that. So I do have the Saints covering and winning the game. Uh, then we got the Broncos, the second Monday night game. This is going to be a pick game between the Broncos and the Raiders. Who you got? Oh, talk, this is like definitely your Monday night <laughs> week one yes. late game. That's got that written all oh, yeah. over it. Yeah, you know, this- crappy AFC West matchup. Um, I'll go with Oakland. Uh, you know, the John Gruden era year two gets off with a bang. Um, I do kind of like Denver as a sneaky possible playoff team this year. Um, but I think Oakland, you know, at home last year in Oakland, Monday night, um, I could see them feasting on Flacco early, early in the season, you know, week one. Um, I also think this could be an ugly game, you know, where it could go either way, you know, not very well played, but I'll uh, I'll take Oakland in a close one. I'll take the Broncos. Uh, I just don't think the Raiders are good at all. Uh, this game, this no, game will be <laughs> disgustingly close. And this is a game that if you're a gambler, you, you bet on. And watch, this is the only time you're watching this game is if you bet on it. Uh, Broncos win. I think they win like 14-10 or something. I think Flacco's got a little bit left Ugh. in the tank to win this game. Uh, you know, And I think, obviously – I was big on Noah Font uh, this year. 
you know, in our preview, and I think he'll have a big game kind of coming back after uh, injury to his hand, uh, to his fingers or his hand. I forget which one it is, but I do think he'll have a better, better game. Uh, so now moving on to the game I know you want to talk about, which is, as I mistakenly almost said before, this is the highest spread of the week. We have the Philadelphia Eagles or the Redskins at the Philadelphia oh, yeah. Eagles. Eagles favored by nine and a half. Who do you got? Oh, yeah. I don't love that the spread is so high just because, you know, everyone every, – I like it better. You know, you, you know me as an Eagles fan. We like it better when we're, when we're in the underdog role, <laughs> um, feeding off of that, as as Rocky Balboa would say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I got to go with the Birds. I just – like we said, I think the Redskins are going to be awful. I think the Eagles are going to win 11, 12 games and could be a Super Bowl team, uh, depending on how things click with Wentz. Um, yeah, I think I, I could see the Eagles starting off just a little slow just because Wentz didn't play at all in the preseason. Um, but I think the second half they'll get things rolling. Um, I think they'll cover. I don't know if they're going to, you know, as bad as I think Washington is, and I think if this game was, you know, week five, week six, I'd like the Eagles by, like, you know, three-plus touchdowns. But I just think, you know, week one, I think they could be working out some kinks still. So I'll say Eagles, they cover, like, 27-13, 28-13, something like that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Eagles win this game. I think they win it big. I think this ends up being like a 31 to like seven type game. Uh, no, I'd hope so. <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz, I think, has a big game. Alshon Jeffrey, I hope, has a big game. He's on my fantasy team. Uh, so I hope the Eagles win big, and I think they will. And the Redskins are just a lifeless team. I know people, we know a lot of Redskins fan, fans, and you know yeah. they're not very excited about this season. So I hope the Eagles beat up on them. Jay Gruden, first coach fired. Oh, easily, absolutely. Which, which <laughs> honestly shouldn't be the re- you know he shouldn't be fired because he has never had a really good team and he's done a lot with a really mediocre team at, at times. But it's, he's going to end up getting fired. Uh, so let's yeah. move on to the first game of the week, the Thursday night game, kicking off the hundredth year anniversary of the NFL, the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Oh, we saved your Packers oh, yeah. for last. Bears favored by three, which is pretty much just because it's home field advantage. Morris, who do you got? All right. So I'm picking the Packers to win this division. So I guess I got to pick them to win this division. That's what I like to hear. I like like the Bears. Um, I think they overachieved probably a little bit last year. Um, I think they're going to be just as good, possibly even, you know, a better football team on paper this year. Um, but with the harder schedule and, you know, kind of teams, you know, figuring them out a little bit more, they lost the defensive coordinator too. Um, so I think that could be some stuff to work out early on. Um, and I think you're going to see a bounce back year from Rodgers and, you know, a little bit of a resurgence. Um, you know, they've kind of been forgotten about the last two years with, you know, some injuries and then having the down year last year and, you know, kind of McCarthy on his last legs. Um, it's a big year for Green Bay. I think it's really important. Um, you know, if they're not good this year, it's kind of going to be, you know, we might start hearing about, is this the end of Rodgers? You know, is this really the end? You know, how many, does he have any great seasons left back in him? Um, and I do think he's got some more really good years left in him. And I think he's going to showcase it this year. He broke the Bears hearts opening weekend last year. I think he does it again um, with some kind of late, you know, fourth quarter magic that he always seems to to dial up. Um, I'm going with the Packers in a close one. Yeah, I think the Packers win. Uh, obviously, they cover the number plus three. This Bears team to me is, I think this defense is going to be good. 
But to me, the Bears still – I mean, there's ways they figured out last year in that week one game after Rodgers got hurt and came back in the second half. They figured out how to play Khalil Mack, and I think they'll figure it out again. You know, this coming, you know, this coming week, uh, the Packers to me a, a lot different offense. You, you know, you're going to see Rodgers, you know, not try to bomb the ball all the time. He's been told he's got to hit the check down every once in a while, which whether he does it or not, I don't know, but I think he will. Uh, this Packers team, I think, is a lot more improved also on the defensive end of the ball with uh, Darnell Savage obviously going to be starting a safety. Adrian Amos they picked up in the offseason. Two Smiths, that line, outside linebacker. And Rashawn Gary, who's going to be a big play, I think, in, with the defense. Uh, so, to me, the Packers win. I don't know if it'll be as close. I think it might be just because it's week one. But I like to think that the Packers win this game by seven to ten points. Uh, yeah. Oh, in, 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 in Chicago. They've done a, a comfortable they've week. They've done it win. before. Uh, you know, I just think this team is ready to explode. They're ready to get out there and, you know, kind of knock some people in the mouth. Because uh, obviously last year it didn't end too well. You know, Mike McCarthy are officially gone. We talked about it at length last year as a bad marriage. And I think this team is ready to win. Uh, so I got the Packers winning, obviously. I'll never pick against the Packers, just FYI to all you listeners out there. Uh, so go Pack Go. So uh, <laughs> any last thoughts before we wrap up uh, what is going to be an exciting week one, Morris? Oh, I'm just – I can't wait for football, man. Give me the Thursday night. Less than 48 hours from now, we'll be officially watching NFL football, real NFL football, not the the bullshit preseason anymore. Um, and we'll be well on our way and, you know, the journey to uh, the Super Bowl in February. And we'll have something every week, something every weekend. I uh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for Sunday to watch the birds. Uh, you know, I'll be down there screaming my head off at the link, drinking Bud Lights in the parking lot, uh, you know, 10 a.m. before the game getting all sauced up, ready to go watch the birds, hopefully whoop up on the, on the lame Redskins. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm pumped. I'm not, you know, this is the most excited I've been during a week and probably since last football season. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for Thursday night. Kind of stinks. The Packers open up on Thursday night. I really don't like Thursday night games. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It'll give me something to, you know, I'll get to watch red zone all day, I guess on Sunday, but you know, there you go. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, NFL season's finally upon us, week one. You know, and all I have to say is go pack, go. Fly goes fly, baby. And then just kind of to wrap us up, don't forget to check us out at jokermag.com. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Play Sneaky. Uh, we'll give you this week, at some point, we'll give you a lineup probably towards the end of the week, Saturday, Sunday. We'll give you our official lineup for this week, and we hope you win a lot of money. If you do win some money using our lineups, please screenshot them and send them to us because we'd love to share that with the rest of our followers. Uh, Follow our founder of Joker Mag, Tyler O'Shea, and his podcast over at uh, Hustle and Motivate. He's got a lot of good stuff coming out of there. And uh, listen to uh, look out for our newsletter also that comes out weekly. A lot of underdog stories coming out there. So with that, have a good week one. Everybody enjoy. Get your beverage of choice, your snacks of choice, your wings of choice, and pig out on Sunday and enjoy week one of the NFL season. Thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky.